it took me a long time to go through the pain. And so even in the places where you're unhappy or not enjoying what you're doing, or I did, I should say me when I wasn't enjoying it, it's okay, what am I learning from this? And how can then I apply it in a different way where I'm not going to hate it? Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year, and we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories or topics, or as I like to call them, the business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on our greatest asset, talent management and hiring. Think from great resignation to the great renovation. And if you disagree with me, maybe these episodes might be especially for you. Life and especially business has changed. It has forced those that are within organizations to look differently at talent, how it's being managed. When we talk about change, think about it. We have to realize that business as usual is no longer here. And that's evident in attracting and retaining clients, but also in setting up people within organizations to succeed. Think onboarding, think DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, how it is working from home, and even going back into the office. Things are different, and this month we are going to explore these topics by featuring CEO hacks and CEO nuggets, but also interviews that focuses on these changes and how organizations can make sure they care for and attract the most valuable asset, their people. Sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. Spencer Shannon of Shift Financial Insight. Spencer, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks, Gresh. Nice to see you again. Definitely super excited to see you and have you on the show. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Spencer so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Spencer has the rare and unique combination of speaking both the language of accounting and the language of entrepreneurship. As an accountant, he's a 20-year CPA, CA, and as an entrepreneur, he's owned businesses in manufacturing, construction, cold storage, real estate, and now financial services. Spencer is the best-selling author of Numbers: The Surprising Simple Path to Financial Clarity. And he has also a high, he's also a highly rated international speaker, delivering engaging and actionable keynote presentations and workshops to the industry and members or membership organizations such as EO and Tech Vistage. With the goal of making accounting not suck, Spencer is now CEO and founder of Shift Financial Insights, providing ridiculously simple accounting and financial insights for businesses on the rise. Spencer, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Let's do it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it as well. So to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. I mean, my CEO story goes a ways back. As you mentioned, I am a CPA. I was doing, it used to be called the CA program in Canada. I did that. And I, I admit I was like physically nauseous every day. I actually hated accounting and people who know me from those days are like, what, you have an accounting practice now? I'll literally fall off their chair. And then I went into investment banking and I felt equally ill. And it was actually like quite a fluke. I ended up doing kind of a little small real estate project here in Vancouver. And I got to be really good friends with the builder. And we just started talking and we had a very similar approach in life and in business. 
And I had a lot of the book smart, the accounting, the investment banking. He had a lot of business experience, but not a lot of kind of, we'll call it the schooling side. And we just thought that was a really beautiful potential partnership. And we we just decided, I don't want to say on a whim, we talked about it a fair amount, but we talked, let's get into business together. And we actually went out and we found our first business, which was a manufacturing business. And for me, the acquisition, that's what I've been doing. I've been trained how to do those things. And we finished the deal and I was like, now what? When you're an investor, I was transactional. I was an investment banker. I was an accountant. Once the deal's done, you move on. And I remember walking in that first day and being like, what do I do? <laughs> Actually, I didn't know what my job was. So I got into being a CEO in a bit of a funny roundabout way. I intended to get into business, but I didn't. I, I Even though I'm a CPA I, I, and an investment banker, I didn't really know what it meant when I got into it at the time. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Now, I appreciate you sharing. It's so funny. And I almost feel like nowadays, it seems like everything evolves anyway. So even sometimes when we have a set definition, it definitely evolves just over time in different industries and different types of oh, positions. And I had no idea what I was <laughs> up against. So I thought it was going to be easy. I was like, oh, I'll work hard. I'm a relatively smart guy. But no, it was it was 10 times harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. So I guess I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear a little bit more on how that came into being, the business came into being in your expertise and how you're able to meld both of those accounting and entrepreneurship together. Yeah. So I was an entrepreneur for about 15 years. I had a few different businesses, as you mentioned in the intro, and then realizing I wasn't in love with them. I, a lot of crazy things happened in my life where I just ended up in a situation like me and my partner, but yeah, first business, a few businesses later, I'm like, how did I get here? Um, sounds really bizarre. Um, but I also realized I wasn't intentional with what I was doing. And so I realized I wasn't happy in those businesses. And some of that was post-2008 trauma. Some of that was just recognizing that it wasn't my passion. I exited and I took a year to figure out what I was doing. And during that time, I'd been very involved with the Entrepreneurs Organization. I was at a talk and it was a finance speaker who's a brilliant guy, but frankly, over everybody's head. And everybody laughed because at one point I corrected one of his formulas and everyone's like, I'm not even following it, but you're correcting them. And one of the guys at the table looked at me after and said, can you put this in my business for me? I know it's important, but I don't get it. And that was my light bulb moment for Shift Financial where it's, yeah, the problem here is the so what. We all know it's important. We all know accounting is important. We all, I don't want to say all, but most of us hate it. I don't like the day-to-day -day of accounting, but what's so critical is the stories that are built, that are buried in those numbers that even if you have a perfect set of books, you still can't. You still can't extract the story, the so what, the meaning. And so that's what was the inspiration for what I'm doing now and really bridging the gap. Entrepreneurship's a language, like it's its own language. Accounting is its own language. I went to school for three years, how to learn to speak that language and write and create. And so I see what I'm doing now. I feel like super fortunate because I'm bridging this gap. I love working with entrepreneurs and CEOs, bridge this gap between the accounting and the struggle with accounting and making it the so what, the usable and the story. So that's what we do now. Yeah. And so you might've already touched on this, but I was going to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be yeah. for yourself or the business or a combination of both. But what do you feel sets you apart and makes you unique? Yeah. So we do the bookkeeping and we are the outsourced accounting department. And I think there's a lot of those. To me, it's the, it is the so what. We've actually developed our own reporting software because I hate reporting software that comes out of accounting software. And so we'll actually extract the data through our API and then we'll actually present the information that makes the so what intuitive and easy to understand. So uh, it's a mix of data visualization and knowing which numbers to pull. So if you're looking at the right numbers, you get punched in the face with what the story is telling you when it's done right. 
So that's the, what I look at as our secret sauce is the so what to actually make the decisions. You always hear accounts saying, oh, we'll do the accounting so you can make better decisions. You can only make the decisions if you've got that so what and you've got that story buried in the numbers. Awesome. So uh, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and sure. I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this might be an app, a book or a habit. What makes you more effective and efficient? Yeah, this is like one of my favorite topics. So I love that you're asking it. And I do a lot, like I read a lot and I grab stuff, but I'll just share the one thing that I feel makes the biggest difference. And it's part of my morning routine. I'm sure you've talked to lots of guests about morning routines. And it's one element of the morning routine, which is what's the one thing I can do that's going to move the needle the most for my business? And what's the one thing I can do that's going to move the needle for my most personally? It can't be something that's already on a to-do list. It's actually about the creative process of, okay, where am I? Where am I feeling stuck? And how do I unlock this? And eight, nine times out of 10, it's a benign nothing. But every once in a while, there's just like, oh, I, how did I not see that? Mm. And then I'll action it. I leave a gap in my mornings, no unbooked, where I actually go first. And I do those number one things. And every once in a while, that's like just a game shifter. And yeah, so that one thing, more than anything else I do, I think moves the needle the most for me. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. You might've already touched on this before, but this could be a piece of more or a piece of advice that you might give yourself. Or if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell a younger business self. I can either give a finance one or I can give a general one. Where would you like to go with that? I let's go to the finance one. The finance one I did allude to. So for okay. me, it's two major things that I think completely open people's world from an empowerment standpoint. Number one is data visualization. Quick story through our API. When we're talking to prospects, we often go to our API and I'll do a presentation like this is what your data is going to look like. And I've had a couple people when I send it to them saying, no, that's not right. And I'll ask them, I'll go, okay, can you pull the data from it? No, it is right. They had in their mind something, but because it wasn't in a data visualized format where they could intuitively and immediately understand it, they didn't, they, until they saw it, they're like, oh, that is right. Oh my God. So data visualization, very simple line charts, pie charts. It doesn't have to be complicated. And then the other thing is focusing on those key levers, starting with what is the number one lever that's most out of whack here? And let's go solve that. Let's not worry about the $2,000 problem if we have a $20,000 problem. So yeah, those are the two data visualization, data visualization. I speak a lot. Every time I do a presentation, people are like, oh yeah, this is the number one thing I have to do. And then two, it's shining a light on those levers. You get those two things right. Yeah. Your game, your finance game will change immediately. Yeah, absolutely. You can take the world, take over the world from there. And I love that you mentioned that. Cause I think, especially as we talked about a little bit, like how people, most people will look at finances. Often when you see all those numbers, you I imagine people just shut down or they glaze over or they don't want to deal with it. But to yeah. make that visualization, they'll take that data and make it, making it visualized allows that opportunity to really see the picture, see the story probably a little bit better. And I imagine people are more likely to want to, as you said, yeah. shine the light on those things that will move the needle for. It goes from being what I call a source of pain to a source of power. Mm. Or it's like you're running away from it, but now it's okay. Give me the stuff because I can actually, I know what to do with it now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have a little bit more time. So if you want to give us the other nugget that we would be more than grateful. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, for me in general, it has to do with passion. And this is a bit of a cliche, but following the passion. And for me, I don't love accounting, but I love analytics. I love strategy. I love that. So I actually ended up building a business around, okay, let's make the accounting not suck. And then let's actually do the important part of the accounting and finance department. And it took me a long time to go through the pain. And so even in the places where you're unhappy or not enjoying what you're doing, or I did, I should say me when I wasn't enjoying it, 
it's okay, what am I learning from this? And how can then I apply it in a different way where I'm not going to hate it? I have a team that does the, the bookkeeping, the accounting, the controllers, all of that's handled and we've got great people. And then I get to do the part I love. So life by design, how do I create how I want to live, do what I do. I love working with entrepreneurs. It's so energetic that you do what you do for the same reason, right? Mm -hmm. The energy, the enthusiasm, the entrepreneurs can change the world, right? I'm here to help them through their financial blind spots. So passion, 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 where's the source of passion? And if I'm not in a place of passion, how do I spin what I'm doing? What's the number one thing I can do in the morning to go from a place of not being in a passion to a place of passion? Yeah, that's extremely powerful. I love that you explained that and broke that down because I think so many times, like you said, if you don't love numbers or don't love accounting or whatever it might be, you might say, I want no parts of running an accounting business. But in reality, if you drill down and understand what your true passion is, the source of your passion, as you said so well, yeah. you start to realize that maybe it is bridging the gap. Maybe you don't love it because you you have a gift or an opportunity that can change that industry. So I love that you share that. And of course, that you're doing that in your business as well. And sometimes you have to go through the curse of excellence to get there. Yeah. Uh, the, cur- the, the curse of excellence is that you're really good at, but you hate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to go through a lot of that to get to finding what I actually love to do. So yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm a big believer in it. An action will lead you there. So as far as you are taking that action and then looking at that action and seeing, does it work or does it not work and continue to take action towards that's where those things come from. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. 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 Spencer, truly appreciate that. And I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Spencer, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yeah, I love it. I love that question too. I believe as a CEO, I have an opportunity to change the world. And whether that's my small corner of my world by helping a few other entrepreneurs have a great place to work or whatever it is, but this is actually my opportunity to contribute to the world. And I think that's both a responsibility and an obligation of a CEO to actually do things positively. And so for me, my why, my Simon Sinek why is I believe entrepreneurs can change the world and my role is to help them through their financial blind spot. It's a gift that I have. It's a gift that I can give the world. And if one of the entrepreneurs I support does something positive for the world, then that's my way of multiplying myself out. So, yeah, I love that. I love the word responsibility and definitely we don't hear the word enough obligation. And -hmm. I think that when we are giving certain gifts, we do and are able to help empower people and give them that opportunity to really be in their zone of genius. That allows us to really make a huge impact in our own specific way. And I think if we all can lean into that and do that, just as you said so well and are doing so well, then that's something where the world can definitely watch out. Yeah, love it. Awesome. 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 Spencer, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, get a copy of the book, find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, thanks. And I'd actually like to offer your listeners a gift. If anybody's interested in actually me reading their financials to them, sucking the data into our API, it does have to be QuickBooks Online. But if you are interested, send me a message, spencer at shiftfinancial.co. Depending on how many get, I'll do one or two. I won't do everybody. It's a bunch of work on my end. But I'm happy to do that as a gift to, to, to you, Gresh, and to your listeners as a thank you for having me. Uh, Spencer at shiftfinancial.co, not .com, .co. Somebody bought the .com and is holding it ransom and I refuse to pay for it. And uh, yeah, the book Entrepreneurs, you can look it up to Amazon. It's kind of anywhere where you'd buy your book. Unfortunately, there's not an audio version. That's only because there's so much data visualization in there. It was hard to kind of bridge that gap. And then on shiftfinancial.co, you'll find more data. There's a bunch of free downloads and resources. There's a sample of a case study I did live with somebody where they moved from a three to a 10 in empowerment in 15 minutes. So there's a bunch of free resources. We just launched our break-even calculator, another free resource where it's like, you want to figure out 
What do I need to sell to break even? What if I hire new staff? There's a bunch of scenarios you can put through there. So a bunch of free resources, everybody's free to use. And if you think I can help you out and help you get from a source of pain to a source of power, Spencer at shiftfinancial.co, always happy to chat. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Spencer. We will have the links and information in the show notes. You have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.